Hey everyone, welcome into another episode of Basketball Babble. I'm your host Trev, and I'm joined by my co-host as always. I've got El Jefe, and I have Mr. TP Jordan uh, <laughs> as well. So on Basketball Babble, we talk about um, everything in the association, in the association, NBA, um, the latest news, events, um, kind of like uh, key look-ahead games, that sort of thing. Um, so on today's episode, uh, we have a fun, exciting slate for you. It is All-Star Weekend, uh, so the NBA is on a break as you know teams prepare for different events and and such across um, across the association. But uh, before we get into the All-Star Game and all the activities associated uh, with that, uh, we have a birthday, big birthday in the NBA. Um, today is Michael Jordan's 60th birthday. Um, when you hear that, you think about, dang, man, Jordan is only 60. Like, you know, it feels so long ago when, you know, he was dominating uh, in the 90s and it, it feels surreal. But um, it's his birthday. He's 60 years old. Um, it's huge. I think it's awesome. Um, it's good to see our players age, um, you know, still enjoying life, um, not having different ailments and injuries. You know, we just saw Jordan, you know, being all out in social at the 75th, um, you know, anniversary of the NBA, you know, and stuff. So um, Jordan looks to be just doing well, doing his thing. But uh, <laughs> I just want to go around and, uh, you know, hear from my co-host, uh, you know, Hefe, uh, TP. Um, what is Jordan's 60th birthday? Uh, mean to you guys. Hefe, do you want to start? Because I might have a little bit of a lengthy monologue here about the guy himself. We can keep it uh, short. You know, it's just birthday uh, shout Oh, go, of course we're going to keep it short because LeBron did his thing last week. So let's just keep it short. Well, LeBron, LeBron's birthday was a month ago. So we would have thought about that, you know. Oh, no, no, we, don't, we, don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't care about that, man. Week, so we don't. Let's talk, let's talk about LeBron for an hour. Oh, my God. I thought it was pretty appropriate. I mean, they stopped the game. But, <laughs> let's just we, get Absolutely, absolutely, it is okay. I uh, mean, Hefe, he did Hefe. lose. Hefe. He did lose. That's it was very point. unfortunate. He lost. Side, we don't. Point. We don't care about oh, LeBron. We talking about the goat. We talking about the goat, Jordan. But we only give the winners two minutes. Got it. It makes sense. All right, Hefe. Let's let's let's. let's <laughs> what, is, what is what is what is Jordan turning sixty? Um, what what does that mean to you? Man, it means everything. Six rings, 60. Let's get it. Jordan, goat year for him. It's time. Let it ring like them rings. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I, but I, I'm, I'm really curious to hear, though, what TP's got to say. So I'm, I kept it short and sweet. I really want to hear it all. Let yeah, it ring. He's, he's giving you Let his it extra ring time. like them six. Giving you his extra so time. I will, I'm giving I will you one say. minute. I'm giving you one minute. So it's, it's interesting because when I came out of the womb, when I can't, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's ten seconds already. Right. Got fifteen more seconds. So when I came out the womb, <clears throat> you got forty five. When I came out of the womb, when I came out of the womb, you know, I was told that I I bled blue and silver. But my father introduced to me this 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 man, and the trajectory of my life changed. Seeing these these black this black number twenty three. Just dribble this basketball up and down the floor. It's, it's, you know, without Michael Jordan, I don't know if I'd be here today. I'd, I'd just be a different human, you know? All right, that's enough. I, I seen him play live at the Capitol Center where he was the Chicago Bulls against the Washington Bulls in the playoffs. 
uh, you know, is we, we've seen ups and downs. I have VCR tapes. I've spent, I spent countless hours rewatching the unstoppable 72 and 10 championship VHS tape. It's incredible, man. You know, so man, I still years. remember when we used so, to sit in the crib back in the day and watch it on YouTube at the house. So yeah, so you, that, that I'm showing my. I was there with you. I, I literally used to pop it. I had the tape in my closet, in full VHS. Hey, you know, I got the tape downstairs too. And you know, you know when when we had the last dance and we had to see guys like Flatface Scotty Pippen, uh, you know, guys like Horace Grant just complaining and snitching about you know. Snitching on a guy that carried carried these guys to championships. This for this for Horace to go to Orlando, not even not even snippering after the fact. What is what did Scotty do? Nothing. He made the playoffs. Uh, he made the playoffs. <laughs> the playoffs. Yeah, but he made the playoffs. It's not it's not enough to just make the play. And this one with this. Hey, hey, that's more than what LeBron's going to do this year. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna get into this a little bit because our oh, culture now. Years Our old. culture now, we're coddling guys. <laughs> we're gonna get to that when we talk about the all-star game and the draft and how you know how we how we we're getting away from the last picked player. We're gonna get into that <laughs> because we're, we're getting soft now. Michael was a, it was a different breed, you know. Yeah, granted, he was beating guys up in practice, but what those guys do win, hit shots when they need to hit shots. Why? Because you don't want to get punched in practice. Oh, Jordan Poole got punched in the competition, then, the competition was vastly different. I, 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 yeah, you're right. It was tough. Kobe, Kobe was cut from the same cloth. Rest in peace, Kobe. These other guys nowadays, you know, they're not, they not cut from that cloth. Those, those they're not those, those guys. Look, those are Uber drivers that uh, he was competing against. Uber um, drivers? Yeah, before they had Uber, there were taxi drivers. Charles Barkley would be, never mind, you know, we're not Charles Barkley, not Charles Barkley. I'm just saying the majority of the NBA competition was not what they are today. Come on, man. These... Come on, the guys man. today are more skillful than the guys were back in the 80s and 90s. You could drop, you could drop the guys no in the 80s and 90s in the league now, and they'd still be doing the same thing. No. Yes, think. they would, man. You just got to give them to a think, To think that, that human beings don't get better over time is, is I'm not saying No, I'm not saying that they don't advance, but if you take those guys back then and you put them in today's game, they would learn the same skills. That's what I'm saying. Um, sure, but okay, that's, that's not the case. People improve. I think if you put today's guys and yesterday's game, uh, they would be vastly better. Um, they do way more skillful things that people weren't even thinking about at that point in time. It's a lot more physical. It's, lot, it's, it's lot more so physical. much harder. It's so much harder to hit a three than to make a dunk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's it's yeah, but you can also hand check back then. So guys aren't just going to be doing all this, this, that, and the third. And I trust me, I understand because I I've been I've been hand checked before, so I know. But I also know that you can't touch me anymore. So if I'm you know I'm getting around you and you touch me, I'm calling a foul. Back then, I'm moving you around as a defender. You're not you're not just going to do whatever you want and think I'm not going to elbow you and your chops. You do it. You dribbling the ball for 23 seconds on the shot clock. You got to get chopped. Have, they didn't. They didn't have anyone with handles like Kyrie back in the day. Right. And as soon as Kyrie gets to the paint, he's getting elbowed, and he's not going to be dribbling like that for the rest of the game. Kyrie can. No shoot offense this. to Kyrie because I love Kyrie Irving. I love Kyrie and the, the flat shot. earther. The flat earther, all that he is. I love it. <laughs> I love conspiracy theory. That's my guy. Maybe the earth is flat the way things are going right now. I don't think so. Trains but, uh, are crashing. Plants are blowing up. It's getting hectic of, right now, man. Of, there's a lot of things. UFOs happening. are getting shot down. Balloons. Balloons, yeah. These balloons. Oh, balloons. Sorry. Balloons. balloons. Yeah. They've balloons. identified them as balloons. I, that's not an 
unidentified flying objects. But that's enough about that. Um, yeah, yeah, so shout out to MJ, Michael Jordan. Um, it is his birthday. Um, so happy birthday to him. But um, like you guys alluded to, <laughs> uh, and like I mentioned earlier, you know, it's All-Star Weekend. You know, we're getting into a lot of these festivities. Got the big All-Star game coming up on Sunday. Um, what are we most looking forward to? I'm obviously looking forward to the draft and uh, just kind of how these teams perform. Um, I feel like the All-Star game has gotten very, uh, you know, just obviously it's a salute to the fans. The fans want to see, you know, the players that they voted for, the players that they deem are the best out there on the court, um, you know, scoring points. People want to see that. But in terms of, you know, the game itself, um, I do think that it's, you know, just taken, you know, by the players, you know, maybe they don't take it as, uh, you know, seriously. They understand that it's like, okay, we're just not going to play any semblance of any type of defense. We're going to take our shots. We're going to, you know, make it look cool. And, you know, whoever wins, we all win, you know, because, you know, we're all getting paid. We're, it's a vacation more or less, um, you know, from the, you know, night to night stuff. Um and the NBA, but um, I'm looking forward to the draft. I think it's a cool format. Um, having a live draft, you know, you've got LeBron, you've got Giannis, you know, picking their teams live. You know, there's been some commotion about how there's not going to be a last pick of the draft. You know, so normally when you draft a team, whether you know you're um in school and you know you're just playing around, um, you know, up to professional sports when there is a a draft, you know, somebody gets picked last, you know, you you look at the NFL, Mr. Irrelevant, um, you know, for the San Francisco 49ers, um, referring to Brock Purdy, he's last pick of the draft, you know what I mean? So somebody's got to be last, but uh, the NBA commissioner recently came out and said there will not be a last pick of the draft. I mean, what do you guys feel about that? Not having a last pick? Do you feel like it's just some new age stuff where it's, you know, it's just like uh, it's kind of soft, so to speak. Or do you think it's just a way to get people to focus on maybe the content versus, you know, bullying the person that's last, you know, like, what do you, what do you all think about that? Uh, the world is soft. Hefe, what, what do you say, Hefe? You think it's uh, really soft? The world is soft. Okay. So you always think it's soft. <laughs> Um, what, what about you, TP? I mean, what's what, what are you feeling about this? This whole somebody's not getting picked last. I think FA has said the world is soft and a bunch of different matters as well, but we won't get into that right now. But no, I, I do think it's a little bit unnecessary to you know do all that. You know, they're, they're coddling the players because they they know and how you know they what know how you know, you, you know, somebody still picked last in that in, in, exactly. in the format, regardless. So we know who's last. So and that's, the that's world is solved. That's just what it boils down to. Somebody's going to get picked last regardless. So somebody's going to be the last reserve, and then we're getting to the starters. No matter what, the internet's going to be like, oh, that guy was picked last. And I think, you know, I think the, the general consensus with that, uh, what's his name, JJJ? What's his, what's his, what's his you know, the young and out of, is it OKC? Is it OKC out there? Is that where he's from? Jackson. Uh, Jaron oh, no. Jackson Jr. No, he's Memphis. Jaron Jackson Jr. Plays for Memphis. Yeah. yeah, Triple J. Let me not let me not make that mistake before they start aiming beams at my car when they're in DC. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was yeah, my bad. I shouldn't have said that. I was a little, I was a little classless. But uh, yeah, you know, you're gonna get made fun of. Like it is what it is, man. Players get made fun of all the time. You can't avoid that. It's the internet. It's Twitter. Unless Elon Musk blocks all the tweets about you know all the mean tweets about people. Like get over it. You were picked last. Do better next year. There's nothing wrong with that. And he's young. This is his first all-star game select. His first all-star game selection. Who cares? You're getting selected to the all-star game. A lot of players don't even get that opportunity. There's so many players that have picked up a basketball that have 
never been selected to the all-star game. Like, it's okay, bro. You can do better next season. You won't be the last pick in the draft. It's not a big deal. It's better being picked last than not being picked at all. Um. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think for this format, you know, there's never going to be a situation where someone's not picked at all. So obviously someone's going to be, you know, last. But overall, I mean, I think it's, you know, the fact that we're doing this live, um, I don't know. I think they try to put these things in so that there obviously is less kind of blowback in a world where, you know, you look at Russell Westbrook, where, you know, people are, you know, harsh on him. And, you know, there are situations where he deserved the criticism. But when they started attacking, like, you know, his family and just like, you know, um, I think his wife mentioned, you know, his kids go to school and like the school kids are just like, haha, Westbrook, you know, or whatever. Like, you know, it's all fun and games until it kind of hits closer to home. And, you know, I think that, you know, the NBA just doesn't want that type of attention. I think they're trying to kind of avoid that. So, I mean, is it maybe protecting the players? I think it potentially helps them kind of avoid uh, that sort of thing. Is it a reflection of our society, how, you know, we as people are coming a little bit too sensitive on things? I think it's that too, but um, it kind of has to do with how people react to it. Um, You know, it's millions of people, you know, kind of like, you know, trashing you. I mean, that's not normal. Like, it's not normal to have millions of people follow you, millions of, you know, being able to kind of say stuff about you on like, that's not normal stuff um, anyways, but. Well, let me, let me say this because there, there is a, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm gonna be quick. There's a time and place to protect people's feelings. But like when people are being antagonized and ostracized, there's a time and place for that, right? Like, obviously we know these situations and how society is moving and in certain situations where there's, you know, like a group of people that, like, oh, you can't say certain things about them and other people saying like, oh, that's soft. Like, obviously that's incorrect because that's a different type of antagonizing. That's a different type of making fun of and that, you know, endangers people's lives in a sense, right? This year, it's all fun against because at the end of the day, like those players are probably going to make fun of that player for being the last pick, similar to when James Harden was picked last. Like, you know what I'm saying? They were on air. LeBron and Katie were both laughing. They were, yeah, they were good. Charles Barkley was like, oh, he just got traded. You know, they're, they're literally like, oh, you know, he just got traded. He'll play. You know, it's fine. And that's what it was. Like, James Harden, for what it's worth, put on weight because he wanted to get traded. Then, like, a week later, cut the weight. So, like, that's just a part of the hazing ritual in the NBA. He had, it's like a he had the fat suit on. Yeah, I was that man had a yeah, fat was still, like, okay, suit. Oh, I'll never forget that, like, bro. He had, he had the, the fat suit. Yeah, that was, hey, that was incredible. Me, but let me ask y'all. Who do y'all think will be the first um, reserve pick and who in the last one? First reserve Jackson's pick? is going to be the last one. You said who? I think Jackson – or I think he's going to be the last pick. Jared Jackson? Yeah, Jared Jackson will be the last pick. He's, he's, I, it's I his can, first one and he's young. Like, it is what I, it is. I can see that. I can definitely see that. I'm hoping Bam's number one, obviously. You know, I'm, I'm rooting for Miami wherever we are. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, I think what will be more interesting is how, um, LeBron and Giannis kind of form the teams who they are going for, because I think it kind of just reflects on, you know, particularly LeBron, like, uh, everywhere he goes, he seems to, you know, have influence, uh, to who joins, you know, his teams and, um, how he likes to structure. Front his... offers Bron didn't work this year. Sorry. Well, he did some work at the trade deadline. He was in overtime. He, did, he didn't get Kyrie. Ooh. Well, I think that's more so of what the Nets want to do with Kyrie and not honoring his request. They were not willing to do business in good faith with Lakers um, because of Kyrie, how he has acted over the course of his tenure with the Brooklyn Nets. So I think that's more on Kyrie and how he um, 
performed in a not so professional manner at times, uh, honestly. But um, it'll be interesting to see who, you know, how they construct their teams, you know, uh, LeBron, um, who he picks, who he wants. And then, uh, you know, what Giannis decides to do, you know, you got, you know, two guys um, who know a lot about ball, obviously. So it'll be interesting to see who they ultimately go with, um, especially with all the changes recently, you know, guys getting injured up until the, you know, break and everything like that and not being a part of the plans, but it, having get live makes it for a very interesting event. I think that just bring more, more eyes to the NBA versus having something that's predetermined um, in my opinion. So I think it'll be a good all-star game. I know for sure outside of the game itself, I'll be looking forward to uh, a better dunk contest from last year. Um <laughs> If you all remember last year, there were some um, shenanigans going on with some Tims. Like, <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous. I was like, what are they doing, man? It was one of the worst dunk contests I had ever seen. I mean, geez. <laughs> I just hope it's better than last year, honestly. Like, that was embarrassing. That was truly um, terrible. Well, they're, in, they're, they're bringing in a G-leaguer and Matt McClung. I think he's a he's a Virginia favorite. Okay. Um. Jericho Sims coming out of the coming out of the Knicks. And then they got, I think Kenyon Martin's son will be participating as well. Okay. Which is going to be fun to see. What is, is it with stars not participating in the dunk contest? I don't understand what that is, what that what that's about, because you know, the dunk contest used to be a thing where the stars really got, you know, got it off, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, you've you've had participants like Kobe Bryant, you have Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins, Daryl Dawkins, Sean Kemp, Harold Miner, Jason Richardson, Desmond Mason, D. Brown. You know, there's there's a long list of guys who you know. Zach Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, probably part of the best dunk contest, best dunk contest ever. 2016. You know that's. It's, it's usually not a star power of the dunk contest. Now, come All-Star Weekend, I think most people are looking forward to the three-point contest. Yeah, the three-points with the star. If the stars are going to show up anywhere outside of the game, it's the three-point contest for sure. Like, what a, a G-leaguer in a dunk – not to say that there's anything wrong with having a G-leaguer in a dunk contest because, I mean, it is what it is. At this point, you kind of want to – the NBA should invite those guys that, like, dunk online. It was like crazy. I was like that dude. I, I forgot his name, but like he has like tie dye hair, and he was doing dunks. He was like putting his arm behind his back and putting his arms in the rim while he's doing all that. You got to get that guy in, you know, guys like that, just so we can see like concept dunks. Because the stars, for what it's worth, they're not into it. John Morant should be in the dunk contest. John Morant should definitely be in the dunk contest. But LeBron um, should have been in the dunk contest. And years I'm not ago. taking a shot at LeBron, but like you know, like LeBron years ago should have done the dunk contest. Yeah. You think you want to just like you know like oh I did it I did it one time you know like exactly yeah just like just have it on your resume yeah just yeah just to have it um sure you, you know because it's, it's mostly for fun I'm sure there's some yeah. like you know reason that you know the general public or whatever we don't see it or something like that um for why they you know there's resistance or why we don't see more uh more stars do it but either way I just hope that it is better than last year much improved more you know uh cool looking dunks no Tim's uh nothing silly just swansea baskets um, now speaking of the dunk contest and I, I won't get too much into this i know we talked about this in pre-production i know you guys are a little hesitant but i know i know that it's in utah and i was just in utah for work there's not a lot going on in utah in salt lake city 
Um, I, I know that they have their, their, their hometown heroes or their Hooper heroes, but I think the NBA is fumbling a little bit with having Carl Malone as a, as a dunk contest judge. Now, granted, years ago when everybody, you know, Carl Malone set all these records and the NBA is like third or, or fourth or whatever in all-time scoring list. But before, that was before the advent of the internet. Now you have access to what Carl Malone has done in his past and understanding the horrible person that Carl Malone is. And there's already been backlash as Carl, with Carl Malone being selected as a, a slam dunk contest judge. I will ask you guys real quickly. Do you guys think that the NBA is fumbling this? I personally think that they're messing up. I don't think that Carl Malone should be involved. Granted, it is Utah. I know that John Stockton has been banned from Gonzaga for his QAnon stance and all that good stuff. So he definitely won't be involved in the All-Star weekend. But given Carl Malone's past, now that it's come out, and given the current climate of the United States, and I know that we were talking about, you know, the United States is, or people in general are soft. But again, I don't think it's soft when it comes to certain situations. Do you guys think that the NBA is fumbling or, you know, it is what it is just because it's Utah and Carl Malone is a Utah favorite? Um, I don't really have an opinion I want to share. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, if the NBA is going to let Carl be Carl, then who are we to stop him? I just, I don't know. I don't think it's right. And, and we actually whether cannot right, stop him. Whether it's right or whether it's wrong, the NBA is going to do the NBA. I mean, we we have no control over what they do, unfortunately. So is he on our, is he going to be on our show? He's not. So we'll leave it at that. Okay. All right. Um. So real quick before, um, we keep moving forward. Um, I just want to capture everyone's picks for who they think will be the MVP of the All-Star game. I'm going with Team LeBron um, winning, first of all, and then I'm going to choose LeBron for the MVP. I think that the M- the NBA is making a just kind of an active stance on elevating LeBron this season and the Lakers, but um, obviously this is not the Lakers playing. This is Team LeBron, and I think that um, we'll see a good performance out of him, and maybe the fans give him the the MVP vote, particularly if his team wins as well. So that's my pick. What about you, Hefe? Um, well, Giannis was talking about he might not play, but he wants to play. We'll see what happens. If he does play, I'm picking him to win. You know, I don't want I don't want to see LeBron win anything. I just want to see him pack it up, go home, call it a career. Did you, uh, sounds like you ate your Hateros, like your cereal this morning, drank your Haterade, everything. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, what about you, TP? Who, who do you got um, winning and who's your MVP pick for the All-Star? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think you're off in that, Trev. I'm pretty sure the NBA <laughs> is going to find a way to let LeBron win, or, you know, team LeBron win. And I do believe that some some way, somehow, LeBron's going to find a way to draft Kyrie Irving. And I think what's going to happen is it's going to be a finals MVP. My my pick, my picks between, for finals MVP are going to be between, are going to be between LeBron James or Kyrie Irving. I'm leaning more so hmm. towards LeBron James. Kyrie, okay. But, you know, just given given all the chaos and calamity that's going around, Kyrie, 
I think that they will, uh, you know, try to throw them into the mix just to just to mix it up. You know, we're in Utah. Why not? Let's get crazy. Yeah. Let's get crazy in Utah. Yeah, let's get crazy in Utah or not. Carl, Carl will be there. Let's get crazy. <laughs> crazy, in Utah. crazy with or a not. K. Or not. Uh, exactly. Crazy with a K. Crazy with a K. Hopefully yeah. not. But um, speaking of MVPs, where's John Stockton? <laughs> speaking of MVPs, we're He's under that, the bleachers. <laughs> we're at that point in the year where it, uh, we've kind of narrowed down who we think are going to be the players of the year. Um, at you know different positions and things of that nature. So. Um, I have a few things I want to go through. Um, who do we all think is going to be our MVP of this uh, NBA season, our defensive player of the year, most improved player, and the sixth man of the year? So I know that's a lot, but uh, I want to go first. Um, my MVP of the year. Um, you know, so Nikolai Jokic is leading um, the pack at the moment, um, but I would put my money on Joel Embiid to win it. Um, he's been the runner-up, um, he's been in the race to win MVP the past couple of seasons, has really been, you know, kind of just short of achieving that. I do think that, um, you know, I don't wish this to happen, but if anything would happen to Jokic, I think that Embiid would be probably the most likely to win the award for sure. Um, I mean, he's questionable every game, but he still plays. He still puts up 30, 30-plus 30 a game. Um, you know, he is that team, in my opinion, so... I like Embiid to win that um, to win that award. Um, honestly, this year, um, Jokic is you know definitely not making it easy for him, averaging a triple double um, there near the center position. I mean, that's something that has not been done before. So if he accomplishes that feat uh, for the rest of the year, I, I mean, I think Jokic has it too. But um, if something were to happen, kind of similar to a Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes thing, Jalen had it. Uh, Hurts got hurt, missed two games or whatever. And then, you know, Mahomes was kind of a shoe in for it. If something like that were to happen, then that's kind of how I see things. Uh, defensive player of the year, Triple J, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Memphis Grizzlies. Um, he's playing, playing playing outstanding defense, particularly for a young player. He's my favorite pick uh, for defensive player of the year. Um, sixth man of the year. Um, I like Maxi on the 76ers. God's averaging almost 20 points per game. Off of the bench, um, in our pre-production, we talked about his defense, how he doesn't play much of it. But uh, I was telling TP before, I was like, it's about buckets. And he's been putting up buckets. Uh, my most improved player of the year. Man, this is tough. Um, I'm going to listen to what you guys have to say about that one, because I feel like that's really subjective. Um, it's based off of a lot of people's opinions on you know injury and kind of coming back. And um, just overall performance, like Ja, for example, he was like, I think the most improved player. And he was also like in the MVP conversation. So, I mean, I, you know, and that was more so based off of, um, you know, just a few different external factors. But um, yeah, those those are my picks outside of most improved player. But uh, Hefe, what do you think? Who's your MVP defensive player, most improved? Who's your sixth man of the year at this point? Kind of the halfway point, all-star break um, point in the season. Uh, yeah, so first up for MVP, um, Embiid, uh, you know, as much as I'd love to see him win it, I just think with what Jokic is doing right now with with that, with, with that triple-double, there's just there's almost no way he can lose it, and like you said, unless he gets injured. But I, I would like to see Embiid win it, but I, I think Jokic will go ahead and, and get it again. Um, let's see. Uh, what else do we – you said uh, – Next is the uh, yeah. player of the year. 
Yep. Yeah, Jer- I agree with you. Jared Jackson definitely should have that one in the bag. Um, six man of the year. That's another one I do agree with you on. I don't know how Maxley isn't favored right now, um, but I, I definitely see him at the end of the day. He should be able to secure that one as a dub. As far as most improved, that's a very interesting one. Um, I like Jalen Brunson just because I, I just personally like him. Yes, sir. As a, as a young guy. Um, that is He's the best. That, he is the best player on that team. He, and, and I didn't, I didn't think, say, I didn't, that, I didn't know that would be the case when he left the Mavericks. I was that's, like, that's he's somebody good, I watched a lot last yeah, year when he was, was playing with Luca. Yeah. I was like, he's good, but is he going to be the best player on the Knicks? And I don't know. He surprised yeah. me. He's, he's, he's the best player. He's on very that team. surprising. Yes. But the problem, the problem with that pick is they have Shy um, as the favorite right now, uh, currently ranked. And he's also in the MVP rank. So to go to your point, Trev, because he's in that list, he may end up winning most improved. Just but like Ja like last year, he was in that like, same situation. And that's exactly. why I'm like, I don't really know. It's, it's, it's tough to call that one. But personally for me, I'd like to see Jalen Brunson get it, even okay. though I despise the Knicks because they're they're garbage. Very they're deserving award for him, I think. They're yeah, just, They're just bums, and yeah. they will never beat Miami. So you think you think anybody cares about the Miami Heat, brother? Uh, yeah, I care about them right here. This guy, Jimmy. Okay, you know what? Let me not do. Let me not do anything now. Um, who is who was your pick for? Um, that was everything. All right, you got six man. Was, was, okay, yeah. you got everything. Okay, all right. I, I like that. I like I like your list too. Um, TP, what about you? Uh, we got MVP first, defensive player most improved, six man. Yeah. So MVP, I I would hope that Joel Embiid. Yeah. You know, given that when he's faced off against Nikolai Jokic, he has lit him up. Mm-hmm. Granted, Nikolai's what? He's averaging a triple-double as a center, which is very impressive. The last time we've seen somebody three-pitted MVP was Larry Bird. So, you know, things are kind of lining up to look that way. We're going to have a, a second three-peat. But I do think that Joel Embiid should win the MVP just based off his dominance in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference and just mm-hmm. dominating the other MVP candidate mm-hmm. what it's worth. Um, what's next? Defensive player of the year. I was yep. going to say Nick, Nick Claxton. Now, given um, given the recent departure of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and it being, you know, guys like Mikhail Bridges, even though he just dropped 45 the other night, which is very impressive. I did not, I did not know he had that in him. Yeah, I didn't know he <laughs> Yeah, he's a defensive guy. He's got that dog in him. I mean, realistically, everybody in NBA can score now. So, you know, Cam Johnson, Ben. I was gonna say Cam Johnson. He was like forty points a game for like three nights or whatever. But um, no, you're thinking about uh, Cam Thomas. They got Cam Johnson from the Suns. I'm sorry, I was thinking about the Nets player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not me. Yeah, he's on the Nets too. Yeah, is uh. Yeah, <laughs> but I said they're yeah, yeah they're, they're all in that spot. But I mean, yeah, I was thinking Nick Nick Claxton at first, but then I saw that uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. I'm sorry, I haven't said his name all uh, all episode, but you know he's at, he's averaging three blocks a game and one steal a game. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that pretty much solidifies that at this point. Uh, six man of the year, it should. I mean Tyrese Maxey, my you know I, I I definitely can appreciate his game. Very solid, but Jordan Poole is averaging, he's actually averaging 20 points a game, closer to 21 points a game. And, you know, as, you know, being the third splash brother, it's going to be very difficult to pick against that guy. 
Have you seen, have you like, have you like watched a Jordan Poole game? Like when like Steph is out, have you like watched him? He hoops, bro. He hoops. Bro. There be times where he's hooping and then there's times where no, he looks, like, he looks, he looks, I don't know. Trust me. I've, I've, he's, <laughs> he's blown up a couple of my parlays. Like when I was betting bro. before, he blew, he blew a couple of great stuff. So I was bro, like, oh, and I, I think, I think for that, like, bro, I know, trust me. Like, I know. That's like, he'll nah. be like an assist away or he'll have like 25 and I need to score 26. It's like, all right, bro. bro it, it, it'll I'll be such it. like, a, like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know. He's Jordan still Poole. he's still really developing as like like Maxi could be a starter someplace else. I don't think Poole is. No, Jordan I think Poole, he Jordan will. Poole's I think he will be. He's a starter for sure. Him and Maxi are in the same space. Maxi's good. The only the only issue that Maxi has is that he's not playing alongside Steph Curry. So Jordan Poole looks a lot more appealing. Playing no, I don't. I don't think he looks more real. I think Maxi looks more appealing if he was if he was getting started. That's my opinion. I think Jordan, like, he'll have his moments where he is just amazing. I mean, you think he's you think that's Steph Curry, and then you have his moments where he's just like, but that's what makes him appealing. A little clueless on offense, looking like he's making these like mistakes. He's having consistent turnovers. I mean, the turnover thing part. I mean, it is it's mind boggling sometimes. Like, sure. it's just like, come on, so. I mean, for that reason alone, it's just like, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I know, I know Steve Curry is like just heated at him sometimes. Like he has to be, but um, that's, it's the turnovers for me. No, no, no. The turnovers, the turnovers cool. definitely are, are a big issue with Jordan Poole. But I think, you know, you had like the, the game, game earlier this season where Steph got mad at Jordan Poole. Steph gets ejected. Jordan Poole goes. But it, ex- exactly. Home. Yeah, I know. I know. That, and, that, yeah. and that's what makes Jordan Poole look better when he's alongside Steph Curry. Yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, you can pull Steph out of that situation. Mm-hmm. You insert Jordan Poole, and it's almost like the system still flows yeah. cohesively. Yeah. Whereas Tyrese Maxey, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's a hooper for sure. Don't get it twisted. Big-time hooper. Gets the job done. But it's for like, sure. you know, if you if you insert him in, like, a starting role, are they going to do what needs to get done? You know what I mean? Like right. Jordan Poole is part of a championship winning system. So for sure. I think for that's sure. what kind of helps. That's what that's what he that's benefits. what separates him. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Dion, who is exactly. who's your most improved player? Uh my most improved player, um, kind of piggybacking on piggybacking on what FA said. Mm-hmm. I like I like um Brunson. I like Brunson there. You know, he's yeah. he's he's been balling out and you can see the the large difference from being in Dallas versus being in New York. Like he looks like an all-star. He's deserving being an all-star for sure um you know it's gonna it's gonna be very difficult because you know the shy gilker situation yeah i I can see them kind of giving it to him because he's truly a young star i think brunson's probably more he's that guy yeah but the thing that's going in brunson's uh, favor is um who he plays for the new york knicks um so i think that that might be uh beneficial to him maybe locking that locking that down um yeah i think but um give it to shy because the thunder he's he's there's nobody in yeah, Oklahoma City for a for and then yeah, and he's and he's a, he's an upcoming like uh potential star and in, in the association potential um, superstar because I mean he's almost a household he, SJ is almost yeah a almost yeah he's almost a household name now um yep yeah, but um yeah those those are our picks everyone but uh moving on so we've got a few marquee games that we like to identify every show that we're looking forward to normally within the next week or so so on two twenty three um that is going to be next week. Um, we have the Grizzlies at the 76ers on TNT. So we've got a little bit of a primetime matchup here. Um, who do you think's got this game? Um, granted that, you know, everyone's healthy. 
Um, it's after the all-star break. Teams are getting a bit more serious. Who's your pick in this one? Memphis. Memphis, let it ring, Ja. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, Memphis, yeah. this is the time of year where teams that are going to be serious, you know, end up showing the, showing the rest of the league, like, hey, we're here to play. Absolutely. And I think I think Joel, I think Joel is going to hoop, but I think the pieces around Joel, I think that's where his, that's where the issue is going to lie. Whereas Memphis has all the pieces together, even with Dylan Brooks and the annoyance that he is. I think that Memphis just plays a really solid brand of basketball and whether Joel Embiid wins MVP or not, and he has an MVP caliber performance, it's just not going to be enough to overcome the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm going to have to go against both of you. I like the 76ers here. I see this being a kind of a low scoring affair, you know, both teams kind of playing defense. Um, I know the 76ers are known to score points, you know, but they have all the defensive pieces they need on that team to kind of lock down and they have a good balance of offense. But uh, lately, if you watch a lot of 76ers games, uh, they don't score a lot of points, but they also keep their opponents from scoring a lot of points too. Um, They just kind of play a good solid defense. And I think that's the style that's going to win in the playoffs. Um, I lean, I lean 76ers. Um, at this point, I mean, they've kind of shown me enough that it looks like they've kind of made that turn where, you know, they don't, you know, kind of start collapsing <laughs> at points in times. I mean, we've seen the 76ers team get hot and then not so hot. Um, and they've kind of stayed hot recently, you know, or at least lukewarm. You know, they've been winning a lot, playing consistent ball. So I like the 76ers here. I really do. I don't mean to interrupt, but you guys see that the Suns have Terrence Ross? I just saw that today. No. Yeah, that's that's gonna be big, but we can move on to the next game. That's gonna <laughs> gotcha. that's gonna be big for the Suns. Terrence Ross is a bucket, certified bucket getter. Um. So up next, two twenty five. We're gonna have the Celtics at the Seventy Sixers. We've got another Seventy Sixers matchup here. Two days after the Seventy Sixers um face off against the Memphis Grizzlies. Who do we like here in this spot? Um, like Celtics, we like 76ers, both in the same conference, both in the East. Who do we think walks out of this one with the win? Two games after a touch, tough matchup against the Grizzlies. I am picking Potentially Boston. tough. Potentially tough, yeah. That's going to be a tough game. I'm going <laughs> to pick the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Unfortunately, Joel Embiid's going to have an excellent game if he plays. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, we don't really know if Joel Embiid is going to show up back to backs against you know big time opponents. But in the event that he does, because if he's trying to make an MVP case, he's going to have to play, and I think he's going to have an excellent performance against the Celtics as well. But it's going to be difficult to outplay Jason Tatum, MVP candidate. Yes, and Jalen Brown. They are a tandem that is very hard to beat, unless you're the Warriors. That's true. Warriors have the number. Hefe, what do you think of this matchup? Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I don't I don't think the 76ers have enough to unfortunately beat the Celtics. As much as I hate Boston, um, the Celtics will probably unfortunately win this game. Yeah, I'm with you guys on this one. I like the Celtics here. I'm interested to see what adjustments uh Missoula is gonna make after the all-star break. Um, the Celtics are a team that knows what it takes to get to the playoffs and, you know, obviously to go deep in the playoffs. Um, I believe they're first right now in the East. So, um, yeah, it's one of those teams where 
I think that um, they turn themselves on and off because they know they have to pace themselves. Um, I'm interested to see how they pace themselves after the All-Star break, but I got to lean uh, Celtics here for sure. All right, so next up, we have the match on Sunday, um, 2-26. The new-look Lakers <laughs> at the new-look Dallas uh, Mavericks. Um, what do we think about this matchup? Um, who's walking away with the win? Kyrie versus LeBron. Um <laughs> And Luca, what do, what do we think about this one? It's going to be a high-scoring affair. There's yes. going to be buckets yes. flying at every angle. For sure. LeBron's going off for at least a 30-piece. Kyrie's going off for at least 25 to 30. Mm-hmm. Luca's going to have about 30. AD's going to have a double-double. Everybody's going crazy. Watch. It's just going to be a love affair. But at the end of the day, Dallas is going to win. Okay. All right. All right. What about you, TP? Who's who's winning this one? I think something that's going on in the, an interesting stat is going well not stat, but stats. D'Angelo Russell is is having career highs, and I think in field goal percentage, three point field goal percentage, and another stat as well, which is interesting because nobody had been reporting on that until he became an LA Laker. So just something to look at there. If Anthony Davis is healthy and LeBron playing at the level that he has been playing at, <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks are still going to win this game. No, I'm just kidding. I think I think if if the Lakers, if Anthony Davis is healthy with D'Angelo Russell, <laughs> um, Rui Hachimura makes a difference for this team as well. I think the Lakers do have a chance of beating Dallas just because you know it's a. This is a game that matters kind of, but it matters more for the Lakers than it does for Dallas because Dallas is still in the, like their Dallas is in the playoff picture. They don't need to really exert too much force. It's not really that big of a game for them. But the Lakers need this game. So I think the Lakers put in more effort. I think the Lakers win this game. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with GTP. I like the Lakers in this spot. Um, I don't know what the spread will be for that game. Whatever it is, I believe Dallas will be a favorite, obviously. And, you know, that means the Lakers are dogs. Whatever happens, I think the Lakers probably cover this game. Um, something interesting happened the other day. Um, teams played for the last time, you know, prior to the All-Star break. Lakers um, were entering that game as, you know, small favorites, uh, four-point favorites, something like that. And there was speculation of whether or not LeBron would even play during that game. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this man hasn't played since he broke the record. Why is he going to play um, before the All-Star break? It's, it's completely not necessary. If he goes out there and gets hurt, like, you know, can you imagine just, you know, the implications it has for this weekend? And, you know, LeBron did end up playing. And you know what that showed me? It showed me that the Lakers were, you know, very serious about getting wins, even at the cost of 38-year-old LeBron James going out on a, what, a Thursday night to play against the, the Pelicans right before All-Star break. Like, this man didn't have to come back before All-Star break. He didn't have to do that. And what it showed me is that this team um, at least has a new attitude or a, a more of a commitment towards, uh, you know, racking up wins and understanding where they're at in the season and, and what they need to do to maybe escape the play-in tournament and, uh, you know, just just make the playoffs. So I lean the Lakers here. I think that um, this team healthy with the players that they have, they got some shooters to surround Braun. I mean, I think this team could just really be anybody in the regular season for sure. So um, I definitely give them a chance against Dallas. But, yeah, that's why I'm leaning. Um, I expect a big performance. Um, LeBron's going to get some much-needed rest, um, so he should be good to go um, at that point. So, 
should be a good game. That'll that'll be an exciting game to watch for everyone. But um, yeah, I lean Lakers there for sure. But um, yeah, everyone, that is all we have for this week on Basketball Babble. Um, we will be back after the All Star break, and we'll be looking to you know, enjoy some more NBA, talk about, you know, potential, you know, playoff implications and and things of that nature. It should be exciting to kind of close out the second half of the NBA season. Um, we'll definitely be watching. Um, so we will be back on next week. Hefe, TP, you got any closing words? Yeah, I'll see you all next week. Hefe's out. So... Today is Michael Jordan's birthday. Two, three. Was Michael Jordan day? Kyrie Irving ruined that. Kyrie Irving can't ruin his birthday. Um, in two days, uh, our fellow co-host, El Jefe, will be celebrating his birthday, turning the big 3-0. So hopefully his, his birthday wishes will come true during the All-Star game. Um, I know this is a basketball podcast. Maybe the Cowboys will make some noise for him. Maybe Michael will be able to push push the needle in Jerry world. Otherwise, let's go Knicks. TP's out. All right, all right. Um, I want to wish a, a a happy birthday to um to El Jefe. His birthday coming up, day three o uh this Sunday. So happy birthday, um Jefe. And um, yeah, this is Trev. Um, check us out um, our podcast on Apple, Spotify. Give us a rating um, if you like us. Um, give us some feedback. But we will be back um, this time next week, about a week from today. And um, check us out. So until then, this is uh, Trev signing out for a basketball babble. I appreciate the wishes, fellas. You're welcome, bro. <laughs> the great hairs. That's enough.